Hello and welcome back to the Boomer Dad Millennial Comrades podcast. Welcome to our host, Evan. Um, by the way, Jin Jin, I don't remember if you were here when he said this, but we're not going to be able to hear the intro music this time. Uh, uh, next up no is worries. next up is me. I'm I'm doing the voiceover for today's episode. Welcome everybody. And there's still like another three seconds Hello. for me to talk to. And then now we have Jin Jin. Hello. Hi. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our episode. And Evan, yeah, thanks for telling me that. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Boomer Dad. Yeah, and I don't know what the temperature is today. It's overcast in uh, beautiful uh, downtown <laughs> Consolation Cebu. I had to look out the window to see where I was. <laughs> and Ozzy's not here today. Well, he will. He will be here at some point. But he's currently walking Boy, through TSA. He's going to the airport. So, uh, yeah. him down and they're giving him a cavity check. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So anybody that's just figure that part out. Yeah. And patting him down and giving him a cavity check. Dude. Uh, Evan. Uh, how's your spaghetti going, dude? Oh, that's, that's funny that you say that. Cause I was about to tell you no matter if you wanted to know or not. It's oh. delicious, and it's not spaghetti. It's linguine. Okay, there's right. a difference. What's the difference between linguine Flatter. and spaghetti? Flat noodle. Flatter. Well, Flatter. I, knew, I knew that. I'm just content. But the, also somehow oh. the, the flatter noodle tastes better than the round noodle. That's just I guess it's science, That's, but no, the thinner noodle tastes better than the than the thicker noodle. That's how I see it. I mean, it's I don't know, Jen. Thing. What do you think? Jen, do you, do you like the flat noodles or the round noodles? Actually, I like wudum noodles. You know wudum noodles, right? The, the wiggle noodles? Udon. Udon noodles. Udon. The super, super thick noodles. Super like, thick noodles. Okay. So we're opposite. Yeah. I like thin ones. You like thick ones. Yeah. No, Jared, I thought you said that the thick noodles tasted better. What? No, I and said the thin ones. Dude, you oh, have no memory. I guess my... Bro. Well, no, I, I guess it's just my, I was like being weird and I was going to say, yeah, of course you like the thick noodle. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you said the thin one. I said the thin one, dude. Oh, it's sexist would say. Oh, you guys, you're making me crazy here. You're talking about food. I haven't had breakfast yet. Now, stop that. No, I'm just you get speaking about, well, no, when, when you were talking about having uh, linguine and Jared was saying, "What are what's linguine?" And I was thinking, here they have pancit. It's all noodle dishes are referred to as pancit. But uh, Eva made uh, pancit canton, and uh, it was really, really, really good. And generally, I, I'm not like liking a lot of uh, the pancit dishes that have like a lot of ingredients, like. You know, I like my spaghetti, but I don't. I don't like, you know, the kitchen sink thrown in there. Yeah, that probably tastes but like. I, but I do like. Uh, well, I do like the kitchen sink pizza. You know, the everything pizza. Yeah. But I that's like that's not everything. noodle. I, yeah. I, I I'm I always want all the ingredients on everything. That's that's all how I think too. Yeah. Especially the except meat. except hot dog. Yeah, for you, you 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 don't like certain things on your hot dogs. 
are you are you like recalling this from when I was a kid or something? I'm thinking so. Well, I mean, I like all so I like all the vegetables, all the ingredients that are like actually food I like, but when it comes to like um condiments, especially in the US right. how it, it sometimes like if you get all the stuff They'll just put ketchup and mustard and mayonnaise on it, and they're just like it's just soaked in <laughs> sauces. I don't I don't like a lot of sauces or uh, condiments, so maybe mm. that's what you remember that I was like I don't want mustard, ketchup, and mayonnaise on my hot dog. See I'll when I order onion. when yeah. I order a hot dog, I want them to only give me the ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise, no bun or I hot know. dog. Jared, you used to, okay, bro. We are so close. You know how close we were growing up? <laughs> but the one thing that always weirded me out was our differences in food. Yeah. Because I remember every once in a while, mom or dad or something would get us donuts. And you would always get the jelly donut. The yeah, donut dude. that's filled to the brim with jelly. Yeah, dude. The jelly <laughs> donut or Boston cream? Boston cream pie. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Boston cream. Yeah. yeah. But that that's what I mean. Like you would just you you just want I just want the to sauces. take a bite and you just want the, the juices to just flow yeah. overflow. <laughs> and and Jen, what's your what's your favorite donut? Oh I like bagels. I don't eat donuts that much though. What do you put on your bagels? What do you like on your bagel? The cream. Cream cheese? Cream yeah, cheese? Cream cheese, yes. Yep. I mean that's a What's good your answer. Kind of bagel. Oh, oh, like I like blueberry. Ooh, yeah, blueberry. That's that's pretty wow. solid, but it's it's all about the everything bagel though. That's the thing. Yeah, I like the everything bagel. I uh yeah to bring this uh back to politics, guys. Uh, what's your favorite uh form of capitalism? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Social Christ. democracy. Oh, God damn it. I'm so, that's so dumb. Wow. Yeah, we were moving right along, talking about food and getting yeah, around. Well, having food, a good is, time food is and not what this podcast is about, Dad. Jared, well, it this, could, this, it it's could. Boomer Dad Millennial Comrades. Doesn't mean we can't talk about blueberry bagels. <laughs> that's right. But we could talk about it for With a cream second. Cheese. For a second. With cream cheese. Come on, man. I was going to say that I agree with Jen Jen because donuts suck and bagels are where it's at. And I will always choose a bagel over a donut. Every time you offer me one or the other, I will choose, I will choose a bagel. Jen Jen, my favorite bagel is the steak, egg and cheese bagel. Uh Yeah. Steak, egg and cheese. Like that's a bagel with, Steak, egg, and cheese between the two bagel pieces. Yeah. Okay. It's a sandwich. Yeah, that's not a kind of. Wow. Yeah. That's a sandwich. <laughs> I love Jedjit's reaction. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So you, having blueberries, having blueberries in that kind of a sandwich might be a little bit different, but anyway, you should try it sometime, Jen. Yeah, See. probably. Jared, I will tell you every single ingredient in my linguine. No, How about that? No, let's move on. No. Let's move on to all the ingredients in the linguine I just made. And by the way, it is delicious. And all of you, I wish you could all try it, but you can't. 
because you're not here. Well, Evan, you know what? You know what about your linguini, bro? You know why you what? had to buy your linguini? I didn't because buy you didn't. Oh uh, well, goddamn it! I'm trying to do a segue. You know why you okay, had to well, buy linguini and the poorest men's ingredients? It's because you don't get paid mm. enough at work. Because capitalism's mm. unfair. Mm. Capitalism's unfair to the people who should be making the most money, which is the workers. They should be <laughs> making all the money because they do all of the labor. This is a great segue, and I would like to go back to your initial segue which was, what's your favorite kind of capitalism? And I'll repeat myself, social democracy. But I, I, if we have to, if, we, if we're picking favorite capitalisms, you know, there's, it's, a, it's a lose-lose. So we could move on to a better system called socialism. Yeah, what's your favorite you know, kind of socialism, everybody? Mine's communism. <laughs> <laughs> how can we... How can we bridge... How can we bridge the, the gap between what... what uh, America is now, which is an abortion, to a socialist democracy. How can we fix it? So, to answer your question, Dad, how can we fix America? There are many ways we could, uh, if we can stop uh, gerrymandering. That's one. That's one major step because then people will actually be able to vote the way they want to vote. Uh, we need to, you know, get the entrenched people out of politics who are there. We need we need real reform rather than we need we need more people who are actually pushing progressive ideas. Dude, the Democrats and the Republicans are both just neoliberal parties, so they're actually the same. They work. This we consider most people consider America to be a two party system, but it's not. It's a single party system because when when worse comes to worse, they will vote together for the same thing. Like, when we try to push through unionizations and things like that, they will both vote, both parties will vote against us to vote us down. So, when we are actually trying to be progressive, they they fuck with us. Because it is seriously a one-party state. And we need to... That's one thing we need to do, is get real progressive people into power <clears throat> if we're going to reform the United States rather than revolutionize. Don't just say... Don't, don't just say... Uh, progressive what we need is socialist right uh, yeah but that's but what i consider time, progressive right but at, I, the uh what you reminded me of is i don't remember who said it but i i love the quote they said um the u.s is also it's something like this the u.s is also a one-party state but in typical bourgeois uh decadence they have two of them right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah. So, what's the difference between a democratic party and the social socialism party? What's the difference? There are There's so no many. There is no socialist party here in America. Uh, not 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 not, com not competitive anyway. <laughs> not that not that can yeah. Because there's like the CPUSA, which is the Communist Party of the USA. And then there's the DSA, which is the Democratic Socialist Party of the USA. And but neither of them have put a have put a candidate up for president since what was what was this, the dude who rolled the ball around the state what was his name what was, what? What was his name <laughs> the dude who rolled the ball yeah the around, guy the guy who um, went to prison the guy who went to prison a, a ferret oh you mean the train what? you went around on the train the red express or whatever no, I think they called it the that. dude the eugene the, debs the what? debs yeah debs yeah debs yeah rolled the ball yeah around. he rolled the ball around dude he rolled the ball around the country Dude, you mean the um the cha the ball and chain because yeah, he was in jail? Because he was in prison, <laughs> he had to pull the so, chain behind him. So why why were they in 
Why were they in prison? Why was so Eugene, Eugene Debs in Eugene, prison? Jared, yeah. you can. No, you, you can do remember it. You why? do it. Yeah, you do it if you want. Um, Eugene Eugene Victor Debs is probably the most um, famous American socialist and also one of the most influential American socialists. He started out as a Democrat, and um, but he over time, you know, he was a worker his whole life, and he worked in the train on the trains and stuff. He was. Born in like the mid 1800s, I think, and he died in like 1920 something area, I think. He was born. But his he parents. Was, oh, I was gonna tell a little bit about it. his parents. His parents owned French. a little country store. Uh, yeah. And he worked there when he was a child. That's in Indiana. Yeah, in Indiana. But okay, so the so the the question you asked was why did he go to what prison? was the question? Why did he go oh. to prison? He went to prison because the um, the two party. The uh, capitalist dictatorship that pretends to be two parties, uh, they because he was gaining traction and because they uh, the socialists were um, doing strikes and fighting for working class people, they passed the Espionage Act, which said that saying uh, opposing war is a felony offense and you go to prison. <laughs> so because yeah. Eugene Debs opposed um world war one and gave speeches saying that workers shouldn't go to war and fight in for capitalist interests he was put in prison and he ran for president from he prison was in, yeah yeah while he was in prison and actually when he was let out of the prison um he was walking away and all the prisoners inside were like cheering for him and because it, while he was in there you know he everyone loved him and he made he 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 became comrades with everyone in the prison and as he was leaving they were all saying yeah eugene debs we love you bro and he gave he said something i don't remember it but we could look it up it's pretty it, it would be pretty easy to see but he said something badass <laughs> as as he left <laughs> oh, <laughs> no it's better just that that's better than looking it up he said something yeah. good he said something badass as as he was leaving prison that's right. Yeah. Yo, it's Ozzy, oh, there bro. He is. The man, the menace. Um, let's do it. I got till five fifteen before they board us. So where are you going? I'm going to Portland, Oregon. Why? Uh, I'm going. I'm going to uh, my cousin's birthday party. So you know, I'm I'm going to where I'm unwanted. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's cool, though. Oh no! I was just saying I'm 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 not unwanted by my cousins. I'm just unwanted by the history of Oregon. Specifically, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Oregon, dude. The Constitution of Oregon actually says black people aren't allowed to live there. Yep. In case anybody didn't know. Yep. Um, Ozzy, I just wanted to ask you. Jen Jen asked us, uh, "What's the difference between the Democratic Party here in America and the Socialist Party here in America? Do you do you have anything to?" Democratic and socialist, like the differences. Yeah, what are the differences between the part? Like, well, I always thought Democrats were just uh, like the Democratic Party here was just the liberal party of the U.S. and then um, the the social democrat of the U.S. was just a um, a movement that wanted a mixed economy that was more leaning towards socialism than than the Democrats would be like the Democrats are just like, Oh, let's keep capitalism, but let's, uh, you know, let's regulate it versus the social Democrats 
are like, no, we, we, we uh, regulating is not enough. We need to now put so- social safety nets in place as well to help the people and take care of the citizens. Hmm. That's yep. what that's what I thought the differences were. I think I think he's right. I think Ozzy is right. <clears throat> so the Democratic Party has, in the past, had like more left wing elements, and I mean even now at this point there are some socialists who are elected to office who are members of the Democratic Party, but it's really the Democratic Party is mostly um, a conservative and liberal party. There's the, the, the socialists in this country are mostly not in um, elected positions. And the ones, the people who call themselves, who identify as socialists, who are in elected office, they often are more social democratic. Um, so they believe in a mixed economy, like, like uh, Ozzy said. They think that there's a place for capitalism and, you know, we should maintain the good parts of capitalism and we shouldn't be too radical um, in our dismantling of capitalist systems and replacing it or uh, or in dismantling liberal democracy and replacing it like socialist or working class democracy. Jen, have you ever been to um, New York City? Yeah, I've been there once. Um, did you make it to Wall Street? Oh, yeah, I I. I... Yeah, I visited there, like in in one afternoon. Did you see the Did you see the big the big capitalist symbol in the middle of the street? There, the bull. There's a big did golden statue of a bull, like a. It's oh, not yeah. golden. It is. It's like, not golden. It's brass. It's, black. it's big. No, it's not. What? Yeah, it's black. No way. It's, it's black. black. Why do I B-L-A-C-K, think it's gold? B l a c k black. Because I'm about to go there. Wow. Did you okay. see that symbol? Did you see that symbol, Jen? Yeah, many, it's, so many people uh, were like, li- uh, like, were were lining up to touch like that bowl. Is that 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 thing? Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now here we go. I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain American politics to uh, you. Hey, right? I just want to let you guys know that, go to- that it is definitely a brass color, which is closer to gold than it okay. is black. So good. Good okay. for you. Good for you. Okay. Oh, Jared. Right. Okay, wait. I have to apologize to Jared. Now that you say that, I feel like okay, I can see the yellowish color of it, and I think it depends on the light, the way the light's hitting it. And no, now that, you're wrong. Yeah. All right, you just you guys are destroying my point. Sorry, Jared. Go ahead. Just, okay. get, just give your point. I, you can start from the beginning. I can't. You guys have screwed me over here. Anyway, bull. that that bull. All right. Mm-hmm. Is a symbol is a symbol of Wall Street. It actually was put there by the company called Merrill Lynch. But okay, most most people refer to Washington D.C. as as a swamp or a swamp of corruption or whatever. But the people who claim to be Democrats and Republicans that are politicians in Washington D.C. they worship that golden bull. Mm-hmm. And Jared, you ruined it by saying it's golden because. It's brass, but the point is, in Washington D.C., in Washington D.C., they worship that gold. Anything that's gold, they want, and they don't really give two shits about their constituency. They are not at all like you perceive China to, cons- you know, be concerned with people, and they 
it in America, we watch the news 24 hours a day and we're being spoon fed whatever the government wants us to know and see. And the people in the media are telling us stories. We see it. We see what's going on. But but the reporters have to interpret it. And then when the reporter is interpreting it and they're done, they turn it over to the anchor of the news program. And they basically regurgitate what the reporter said because they were told to say it. And, you know, this in broadcasting, in broadcasting 101, they say if it bleeds, it leads. Meaning if it's a catastrophe, if there's somebody dead, if it's a car accident or a forest fire, something tragic, that's the top story. You know, if somebody's shot or raped or, you know, somebody, you know, falls off a building, that's going to be the top story. You know, not not compassionate, you know, not, you know, people were handed hundred dollar bills in the bread line. None of that is going to be top stories because it's not going to be attention grabbing. So in Washington, D.C., all of the politicians, they do what? You know, whatever they can do to get in front of the camera for a sound bite, they want their face on the camera at six o'clock. And those are politicians. And the Republicans and the Democrats are the same people. They're just wearing a different color tie. You know, the Republicans wear a red tie, the Democrats wear a blue tie, and that's the only difference. And they only fight in front of the camera. Actually, at five o'clock, they all go out to dinner together and have a great laugh over how much bullshit they just put over on the American people. <clears throat> a socialist party really doesn't exist as a party. There are a lot of small groups of people, like Kevin says, his buddy Bernie Sanders is a socialist, and he'll admit it, but he still does more to go along to get along. There's no real radical socialist party. Well, there is. They just they aren't allowed to compete. Yeah, yeah. I was going to because because I I always hear about the fight between these two parties. So it's surprising uh, for me to hear Ron to say that like actually they they are friends after work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is correct. Yeah, it 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 really is that way. I mean. There were times when it, it was different. You know, there were there were segments of time. There was years or decades where the two parties actually had some sort of difference, you know, where one party was more dominant over the other because it actually had um, more support and it had um, a much more of a majority. Um, but I think it, for the most part, Dad's correct um when it comes to the two parties basically being the same party like they, they do work they, so the democrats they they like to pretend and like to talk like their base is like working people and stuff um but they never really do anything to help working people they just say they like when they run campaigns or when they talk about the legislation that they want to pass, they say, okay, we're going to do these things, but then the the Republicans are the foil. Oh, the Republicans, they, 
they got too much power. They're stopping us from doing these things. We totally want to do these things for you, but the Republicans, they're, they're stopping us from doing it. And the Republicans do kind of the same thing, except the Republicans are actually more effective at passing like far right and like crazy capitalist uh, agendas because the Democrats also want to pass capitalist agendas and right wing agendas, but they have to pretend like they don't want to. So it ends up just being this cycle of politics, like the the economy becoming worse and worse and more and more deregulated and in favor of the capitalist class. Um, and yeah, it just goes on and on like this. And and they both both parties actually even the Republicans try to say like, oh, our base is like, you know, normal working people out in out in the country, people that don't want to be taxed too much. Both parties, it's the same game, and they're, they are friends behind the scenes, but I went on for a while there. I see. So, so actually, I thought, like, in my impression, like, I, I, I think they have a lot of, like, dis- disagreements, for example, about, like, gun controls, uh, about, or about, like, uh, like, human rights, like, or, like, about like how 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 much we should regulate like how much power the governments should have to regulate the economic right. system and so on and also I think I have better impressions about democratic party because of their like they they they, they it seems that they protect like minorities and like well, LGBT. so yeah if I could this yeah. is called the culture war. <laughs> The culture war is the surface level disagreements that they have. But what we were referring to was the behind the scenes, they have the same agenda and they're beholden to the same capitalist class. Neither party is Getting actually. Rid. Yeah, neither neither party is actually um, responsible for their actions to the actual people of the U.S., the working class. Both parties, they just do what the rich want them to do because those are the people that line their pockets and put them into office. Um, but the social, yeah, the Democrats are more socially, you, it is, I would say, and I'm, I'm a socialist. I'm, I'm a revolutionary socialist. The democratic party is better than the Republicans, but it's only like slightly better because the Republicans are this far right party and the Democrats are this socially liberal party, but they're both economically, right wing and they both um work together to disempower working people and to impoverish the vast majority of americans and to establish this capitalist dominance over the economy and the social sphere and everything it's it's and and imperialist they're both imperialist as fuck they're both warmongers they don't give a fuck they'll blow the fuck out of anybody that tries to stand in their way anywhere in the world um, so it's all including Jared, yeah. inside the U.S. Yeah, including yeah, they'll the kill US. Americans, imprison Americans. Go ahead, Jared. I I would like to do a semi quote from Malcolm X where he said, "You can't stab me in the back and pull the knife out a half inch and tell me that you're working on healing. You have to pull the knife all the way out before we can even start healing." So when when the Republicans and Democrats oh. stab you in the back. The Republicans are the ones holding it there, and the Democrats pull it out a half inch and say they're starting to heal. 
they don't actually want to help. You see, they they are still holding the knife in your back. They just removed it at a half inch. It's it's not actually helping. I and just it, want yeah. to go back to what I said. What I said before, Jen, mm-hmm. is that Washington D.C. this big cesspool in the in the United States that's supposed to be our, our government and you know benevolent benevolent leadership of America is nothing but a soap opera. You've got good guys, you got bad guys, and it's all an act. You know, the Chuck Schumer, they say, oh, you know, he's done more to raise taxes on the rich than anybody in any time ever in the Senate. Tell that to and FDR. You look at, well, but you look at but you look at Schumer's record and where he's from, and you kind of have to say, well, let's put a little bit of salt on that. And you look around and you find other politicians that have a similar, I'm a good guy, you know, face on. And then I smile for the camera and everything. And the, the script changes slightly from one party to the, to the next. But it is a party when, you know, when they leave the Capitol Hill building, they go to dinner they sit down together, they have drinks, and they talk about what a big joke it was that they just pulled off on America. And the media the media does exactly the same thing. They're in bed with them. You know, they're being told what to say and what to do. You know, mm-hmm. the narrative that they that they provide is Republicans bad, Democrats good. You know, and the, and the whole that, nine yards. It, I mean, that's what that's a one sided because it depends on no, which it's all which no. Yeah, the circus. Fox News. Fox News is the most popular cable news channel, the most viewed, and cable. they say they're they're yeah whatever. It's it doesn't matter, dude. Even over the over the air, it's not a whatever, Dad. You're, you're it's. I'm saying that Fox News is more popular, has more viewers. Fox News, the playbook is Democrats bad, Republicans good. So it's actually it go it goes both ways because but whatever it's not a you you're, feed, you're fueling my point. It's a big show. It's a yes, you know I, they're all pretending. Agree, yeah. And and my point is this, Jen, is that there are people <clears throat> that are the playmakers. You know they they're the playwrights. They're the people that make up all of this drama. And the whole point of their drama is to keep, you know, Jared and Evan not liking Boomer Dad. Boomer Dad's a conservative and they're liberals and (laughs) Boomer Dad hates liberals. And you know what I mean? It's like, and you're from a communist country, so you must be a commie and we can't like you. And it's all of that fascism that's being fueled through the media. And the politicians, they feed into it. You know, they spew it, and it's a three-ring circus. It's all meant to keep us divided from each other, which comes back wow. to my question. How are we going to make the bridge, you know, from to a democratic socialist country? How are we going to do that with all of this hatred, all of this, all of these walls, oh, all of this segregation? Dad. Okay. You bring this up. You bring this up a lot, and I would say I don't necessarily agree with your end bit there, where you said, you know, 
that oh Evan and Jer- and I know you meant it as like the mainstream the way the mainstream is trying to portray it oh Evan and Jerry right. they're liberals and Boomer Dad is a conservative so you got to hate each other and Jen Jen is from China so we can't trust China or Chinese people or whatever but I don't necessarily agree with that whole thing but how do we make the country how do we build socialism how do we build democracy how do we move towards a there are many better- ways. What, definitely the, the most important thing is for workers of every stripe, men, women, all ethnicities, all ages, all countries, we all have to recognize that we all have the same interests. Humanity has the same interests. We need to end war. We need to end poverty. We need to provide yeah, education how are you to everyone by uniting you make that's, that's what i'm saying that's how what i'm you... saying there are that throughout throughout history there have been multiple ways that they have that this has achieved that this has been achieved one way and i i am not allowed to say i condone i can i cannot say that i agree with this one way is revolution another another way is through reform there are Wait, multiple Jerry, ways you say you don't condone i think you fully do I, I well, thought you, I, you say said violence. Well, I, 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 well, part of the podcast is that we say we don't, we don't approve of violence. So, well, we, Jared, revolution. We oh, wait. We fully, can, we fully condone revolution. <laughs> revolution. <laughs> we are fully uh, in agreement with revolution. Right, but, Jared, you, but the violent you, part you of meant, it is yeah. don't, don't. You know, I, I can't agree with that. But, <laughs> but, but. There's th- that throughout history, there have been multiple ways for, for this to have been achieved. One way, like in Cuba, like in China, like in uh, the USSR, it was achieved through revolution. And then there are other ways, like in um, what country? What? what uh, Lula. Where is Lula from? I forget. That's Chile, right? Brazil. 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 Yeah. So Chile. in Brazil, in Brazil, he was elected and he is uh, a social democrat. And he workers party workers the, party. The party is called the workers party PT. Right, right. But he, he is, he was elected legally through the election. Uh, same with, um, what the fuck was his name? Salvador Allende. Uh, that was in Chile, right? Yeah. Salvador Allende. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was elected, but then he was assassinated by the CIA, which is part of the reason why people say we can't do it through reform because you'll just get assassinated by the Well, capitalists. either way, whether whether you do it through reform or revolution, the capitalists are still going to try to assassinate military, you. Yeah. yeah, their intelligence agencies. Yeah. It's it's we're always going to be um, assaulted on every front by fascists like you like to say dad, uh, but also just liberal liberal democracy, liberalism. Liberalism is very conservative capitalism is very conservative it wants to maintain the power structure it wants to maintain itself yeah. as as the power elite and it's not going to let real democracy or workers take over because then they won't be super rich anymore there, there is one thing that's kind of contradictory that i find funny in capitalism is the necessity to progressively grow mm-hmm. so like, like, I, like Evan mentions that it, it wants to stay conservative, right? Like, it wants to keep the the system the same and, like, you know, keep the rich 
as the rich and so on. But the funny thing to me is that it also wants to progressively grow more and more and more. But that's just not sustainable. And I like how like how like uh, even even in the system itself, progressive progressive uh, progressivism still takes down capitalism. Yep. The way I understood that is like even social democracy, which is trying to maintain capitalism and capitalist growth and capitalism markets, is also trying to um, establish some some other uh, things that actually run counter to it. But it actually ends up benefiting capitalism. All the all, a lot of the ways that you think, like that most people think they're actually yeah. kind of opposing capitalist exploitation, yeah. it, it ends up propping up capitalism even more that's why jared was talking about revolution i see so yeah i want to i want to uh like uh, add add on what you just said uh, and what you and ozzy just said so i i i watched a video like recently and it explains like why capitalism is so popular and it can last for so long these days um so so i so so like like some people might 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 say that like in capitalist capitalism like rich people get richer, poor gets uh, the poor people get poorer. But, but but that video says that actually it's not true. So why the capitalism the the, the capitalism can last so long so for and popular for 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 such a long time is because they they they, they don't make poor people to be too poor. They just want them to have the still have the capacities to work and also to buy things so that rich people can make money out of them. So, so, so you so it's there. So that that's why it can the game can last. Yeah, I, I would really quickly. I would say, in in a sense, in certain aspects, yes. In some places, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the richer nations, yes, that is how it works. But in poorer nations, it doesn't necessarily work that way because actually in the poorer nations, people are so impoverished, you know, they're, they don't get enough money to eat. They don't get enough money to see a doctor. Like they're literally dying because of how poor they are. It's yeah. not about it, – it doesn't have to function in some – in a lot of places, it doesn't have to function how it does in richer nations where people have to earn enough to consume – because these people are the underclass that doesn't even have to exist in order to maintain capitalism. They're sa- they're basically human sacrifices at the altar yeah. of profit, and they they can just die, and it doesn't matter because they aren't worth anything. They can't pay anything. The money in these poorer countries, the the bourgeoisie in these poorer countries, they make all their money by exploiting the poor to the point that they die, and just they they get the money from the richer workers in richer countries. But uh, I was going to say that here in America, um, it's actually it only sustains itself by buying off the upper part of the working class from being revolutionary. It only works because they pay the. Uh, what they would call the middle class or upper middle class just enough, which to me, they're still working class. They're just working class people who should be revolutionary, but they're being paid just enough to be comfortable enough. So what? The, so when there are people who are slightly poorer than them want to create a revolution, they, they don't, they don't have the will to join the revolution. 
because they're comfortable. That's how it works here in the U.S. Yeah. And Jen, the video that you watched, you know, I don't, I don't know the name of it, and I probably haven't seen it, but it, the accurate part of it is when you have the majority of the people, you know, the 50% of the, the American people will call it a majority because the other segments are divided into different classes. Um, as long as the, the people who are capable in mass of having a strike that, you know, basically mm-hmm. could, could, uh, crush capitalism overnight, theoretically, as long as you keep those people worried that if they go on strike for even one day, they won't be able to feed their family. They're going to miss a house payment or they're going to miss a rent and they're going to be out in the cold and then their family will be worse off. Mm -hmm. As long as that threat is dangling above the the impoverished people's heads, you're always going to be able to control them. You know, living hand to mouth or paycheck to paycheck is one of the key phrases that, that we hear quite often in the United States. I I lived paycheck to paycheck all of my life. Mm -hmm. All of my life. My father did it, and Mm -hmm. his father did it. And I'm doing it. The way to control the masses is to keep them poor. Right. And uh, quickly, the the dialectics, the dialectics of what Dad and Jared are saying is that in rich countries, the way I'm interpreting it anyway, and the way I understand it, in rich ca- capitalist countries, the poorest workers are afraid to organize and strike and fight back because they know that any attempt to fight might leave them worse off or dead. And then the rich don't want to be demoted from, an, like Jared was saying, from from a higher class to a lower class, or or even or worse, they they don't identify as the same class because they look down upon other workers because they don't have as much as them. And, um, and the capitalists, the, the plutocrats, the people at the very, very top tier, they don't care if there are riots in the streets because as long as there are riots in the streets, the TV is going to show it. And then people are going to be worried, you know, living from paycheck to paycheck, you can't go and join that riot because mm-hmm. it's only going to make things worse, which is what the media is going to tell you. If it gets any bigger, the world's going to fall apart. Yeah. You can't do that. And then the politicians jump on board and they say, look at that. Look at those bad people. And then the other politicians are going, yay, let's go join them. But they never leave their house, you know. So I mean, it's I all say, a big soap opera. I want to I want to let you respond, Jinjin, but I have to say it's the institutions. So the police, the politicians, the police, all the different power structures work together to maintain the capitalist system. And it doesn't matter how many quo. people get murdered by the police or get, uh, you know, uh, get their homes foreclosed on who die in a in the woods who die from they don't have enough money for heat or all this stuff it doesn't matter because all these institutions work together to maintain the, the system mm-hmm. status so 
Yeah, so I, I can, so I understand that part. So like 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 Ron and like and also Evan, you just talked talked about like people like like white people who who live tag 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 by tag. They they don't have that motivation to fight. But but at the same time, so so when I I remember when I watched that video, that video talks about like what happens like for, for example in the future, like more more and more jobs would like more and more machines would re- replace people or even replace middle class people doing their jobs. That, that 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 in that video that that guy said that actually so let's assume if in the future machine will replace everyone like most people's work then actually then no, nobody would work so he said that when nobody goes to work then nobody would buy things from those they don't have money to buy things from those companies so what's the exist like, like then those companies won't may, won't be able to make money anymore so, so I so so, so well, well, yeah, that would that's that's viewing well, no. it from a very specific angle, which is not accurate, I believe. I would say that as they progress, they will they will if if capitalism is allowed to progress to the point where nobody works anymore and it's just all automated, they the capitalists will literally wipe out the lower class, the working class, and they will buy things from each other. The capitalist class would be buying things from each other. So there is no need at that point for a working class. That's why we have to rise up and stop them from doing that sort of thing. But, yeah. There's another There's another point that, like, um, Evan and, uh, and uh, uh, Ron are not, that uh, Boomer Dad also don't add is is uh, I've mentioned it before. Uh, well, hold on. <laughs> uh, all right. So the the other part is the exceptional individualism that's also super hyper focused in our in our culture here in the in the U.S. is the uh, me me me. There is no collective thought. There is no oh we together. Like the only times those moments have ever happened have been like during disasters. Uh, one 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 was Pearl Harbor. 9-11 like during those times everybody came together and said we're americans and we unify and and but once those times passed we went back to the usual which was uh we're all individuals and me 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 like like i'm doing this for me i'm not doing it for anyone else i'm taking care of me and my family only and like collective thought went away again and that and that's just something that's done on purpose because they they don't want people to unify. Because when people unify, they see unions, and well, uh, it's bad for for corporations for to have unions because they don't want unions because they know it benefits the workers. And if if people start seeing that unions are beneficial, more people are going to go back to more unions, and that's corporations don't want that because they'd rather not pay what they what the working class truly is worth. But it's not it's not just because so yeah. they. It's not just because they see the corporations know it's good for workers. It's not just pure spite. It's because the corporations perceive it as a threat to their power because it is. Even though a lot of the time, like we mentioned earlier, like social democracy and like this middle way between workers' power and capitalist uh, power actually ends up being more beneficial to capitalists. They're so blinded by 
greed and profit that they see any any slight um, assault on their power or their profit as a negative, even though it usually ends up benefiting them if they actually give a little bit. And uh, but I don't agree with um, part of what you said there, uh, Ozzy. Yeah, you specifically pointed out like when uh, different countries or groups attacked the United States and you were like, oh, yeah, this was like when the U.S. actually kind of thought more collectively, but not really. That was just like, we've been attacked. It was just a reaction. Oh, we've been attacked. Oh, America, we must defend ourselves. Well, the, the reason the reason I say um, like Pearl Harbor was on it was because um, Americans were lining up to sign up to go into the military voluntarily, and they're like, "We're doing this to protect our country." They were thinking collectively, like, "We are doing this to protect our nation." They could have just been like, "Oh, we'll just let the military handle it," but now Americans all started going, "Hell no! They attacked my country. I'm gonna sign up and defend it." And that, that, that and they were doing that. Yeah, they were, they were they were doing that for the country. They weren't doing it for themselves. If if, if 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 it was individual, yeah. But the, uh, the thing is, the the thing is, it's a collective thought because they were they were willing to put their life on the line for others to protect the country. It, an individual wouldn't have just if, if it was just me, me, me. They wouldn't have been. Oh, hey, you know what? I'm gonna put my life on the line for me. I disagree because I would I say know. that people are indoctrinated into thinking that. If they go fight uh, for their country or whatever the fuck they think they're doing, then that's like the ultimate sacrifice. It's not about other people. It's like it's it's like glory. It's nationalism. It's like the correct thing for me to do is to fight for my country and to die for my country because my country is the best country. Well, that's, I can see it. I can see it both ways. Like people from the Soviet Union were fighting mm-hmm. not only for their country but for their fellow human beings in the in like in their borders to protect themselves from the fucking fascists. I can see where it would. I kind I agree with Evan more about the American side, where it definitely was more of a nationalism and indoctrinationing brainwash thing rather than like collectively being like yeah we need to get out there because they're gonna they're gonna kill us there what i gotta say Jared, actually you're more right than either of us because in both places it's both things so it's whoever you can get by being like oh defend your country from fascism or defend the world from fascism and then whoever you can get from being like your country's the best fight for your country because your country's the best it's just just recruit everybody however you can. Get as many people as you can to fucking fight for your interests. Yeah. And usually for, uh, as far as the United States of America, the government, and I said orchestrated, whenever there's uh, certain economic downturns, the United States has always turned to war as a way to fill up the plutocrats' wallets again. And what better way than to orchestrate a war, you know, create, create a conflict somewhere where a lot of money is going to be spent. And the people that are going to make the most money off it are the ones that make weapons. And during, during uh, the first world war and the second world war, the people that made the most money were people like the Rothschilds, you know, the Rockefellers. 
the the Prescotts, the people that had, you know, deep interest in creating weapons. And, you know, the best way to stimulate your economy is to create a war. And another way to another way to get rid of people who might protest the war is to kill them in a war. So you draft the poor people, you send their sons off to fight. But anyway, what were you going to say? I was going to say, is every rich person name that you just said uh, a Jewish person? (laughs) Oh, the Rockefellers weren't Jewish. Um, Just, I'm just teasing. But like, there's it is weird. One thing that's super weird is how. Like the right wing will sometimes pretend to see like some of the corruption or some of the problems with uh, there being really powerful families, but they'll exclusively point to Jewish families or something like that. When right, if you look they're at fucking racist, they're yeah, fucking anti-Semitic fucks. Yeah, I, I, it, my thought was it wasn't even I don't I didn't know if every name you named was Jewish or not. I didn't think it necessarily was. But I was trying I to say, I'm trying to say, I'm pretty sure the Rothschilds are like a big, like the right wing talks shit about the Rothschild, probably because they're Jewish. But my point is, oh, like, when we point out ca- rich capitalist families or specific capitalists, if every last name is Jewish, that's super sus and that's fucking anti-Semitic and that's not even true. That's what I, what I mean is. Like, you can point to all these different capitalists. Like, Bill Gates is a fucking capitalist. He's not Jew. Like, all the, the most, the actual capitalists, the richest and most powerful capitalists are not Jewish. And I know I'm the one bringing it up. So it's almost like, why am I just bringing up this? But right. it's important to me because if we, if, if we're being, if we have this anti capitalist podcast and we're talking about how bad these capitalists are, but then the only names that come up happen to be Jewish, then that's incredibly suspicious and fucked up because the actual problem is just the fact that there are, we allow private property, a family or a single person to, to own massive amounts of wealth and massive amounts of property that allow them to exploit everybody and the whole community and the whole country and the whole fucking world. Yep. But well, what? Yeah. I love you. <laughs> what? Jared, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that, yeah, it's not about who has all the money and land. It's about stopping all the money and land from going to a small group of individuals. But it's also about the fact that it, the Jews don't have all the money in the land. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's my they, point. Yes. That's my point. Yeah. Why are you obsessed with that? Because right wingers, because Nazis, Dad. Because Nazis. That's why. I I just want to say it so you hear me, Dad. Because far right and the right wing and the far right will, instead of actually acknowledging the problem of capitalism, they'll just point to certain groups of people that they want to exterminate. It doesn't matter. Like they don't. Whatever, but it doesn't matter. It, it could like, be any like people. Like George Soros. George Soros is a great example of that. He he always gets blamed, even though like you know he would be like a pro like for the leftists he'd be a problem because you know he's a capitalist, right? Yeah. But um, but people people always like the right wing always points to him as a as an issue. 
uh, and like, well, he's Jewish. So that that's just an example of like what Evan is trying to get at, like when right wingers point um, Jewish families, right? Because they point to, to like, George say, Soros oh, these, because these he's a Jew, the problem, and we point to him because he's a capitalist. They point to him because he's Jewish, right? Yeah. But also, I'm but, not well, I'm not accusing you of anything, Dad. I was just saying it's important to fucking make sure that you don't fucking sound anti-Semitic or do anti-Semitism, but. The other thing is the right wingers also it doesn't have to be like just Jewish people or anything. They also do it about communists and socialists, but they also do it like like China. One the other not too long ago, they on Fox News, Tucker Carlson, he had a guy on who said he wants to sit on a throne of Chinese skulls. Yep. Like they just hate they just hate and they want to exterminate people who oppose them. But um Jen Jen wanted to say something a little bit ago, so a long time ago. Yeah, so I was going to say like something that that Ozzy mentioned. So um, Ozzy said that like I I can I I can notice that like the cultural cultural difference. I I think the U.S. culture it emphasizes a lot about individualism. Uh, I feel like it has more positive attitudes towards individualism than Chinese culture. Um, and so. Um, I think so. So and and also, uh, Evan also mentioned that. So actually, uh, we are all we all have something in in common actually, but 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 individuals they they every like people they are different from each other because of the, those disagreements or because of those different different differences. So that's why like individualism has its market, right? Its popular market, but 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 but. Uh, but I, but also, but I feel like at the same time, like people, no matter two people how 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 different they are, they they still have things in common. So I think this is interesting because like because if we want people to be more united, so um yeah, so there is something there. So. So one well, one thing that I noticed is that like so when when two people when people with when two people they have disagree opinions if their disagreement is too large they would they each like it's it's a model but 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 like it is assumed that like if people's disagreements are too large then their opinions each of their opinion would become more extreme than before and they would hate each other. So, but 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 also, but when people's opinion are not too too different from each other, then they have some like then they can interact friendly, and they can their opinion could be like could could be attracted towards each other more. Yeah. So, I think, and also I think one thing is that like when I was in China, so. Many people were, I don't know, like whether that's some like U.S. propaganda or something. Like some people, uh, talk a lot of good things about, uh, this kind of like uh, the 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 United States system, right? Like the democracy here. Um. So 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 when I was a kid, like in a long time, I thought democracy democracy is definitely a good, very good thing. 
like it's um like every people they they everyone has a vote like they 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 can literally decide have a vote in saying who should be the president um then but 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 at the beginning like when you guys talk about how fake this democracy is it seems to me that like although this system should be better or should should be very good but actually, what happens is that maybe I, I thought maybe the 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 bad thing may maybe because of the media, because because media has a lot of power. Like they can reach so many people, shaping people's minds or or their opinions. So so I feel like maybe that's that influences like people who to vote, who whom they want to vote. Oh, actually, people. Even if people have a lot of has the individual right to 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 make to to in in big in big like public decisions, but still, yeah, there is a way that money can or or like so. So I feel like maybe like so. So these days, the the right the the internet might be a good thing. Because with the rise of the internet, like CNN or Fox News, their their influence might might be dropping over over years. It actually, yeah, that that's actually correct. Like where, because of the internet and the way people, their like habits or the things, I don't know if it's necessarily the algorithms that these companies are using, but there is like a rise in more independent media and stuff, and and the other, but then. The um, they kind of reversed it because they decided to side with uh, the 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 internet services decided to promote the traditional media and de- like reduce the influence of more independent or internet based. I guess they called it new new media, uh, thing like that. Um, but yeah, I mean the internet definitely can be a good could be a good tool can be a good tool, but it's actually in the same it, it works in the same way as capitalism so because these yeah. are capital systems they they concentrate power and then they use that concentrated power to um push narrative like to push capitalist propaganda and right-wing narratives and liberal narratives which liberalism mm-hmm. wing you know to repeat myself but yeah yeah uh i hope everyone has a good night a safe flight to Ozzy, my boy. What, what did I'm you say, Ozzy? He said, he went, click. Thank you. I appreciate it. Click. Oh, that's what he said. Cool. And there uh, was people I think, muted. Jen, are you able to do next Thursday or should we move it to Friday next week? Oh, uh, I think it's it will be fine just this time. Thursday. Okay. Thursday next yeah. week, 7 yeah. Eastern time. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. If you change it again, Jen, Jen, you're going to get punished. You're getting sent to the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> 